Big Fluff. As long as you have this card, the truce. But all you have to do is tear a nap, and I'm happy to discuss with you in any way like why you sent a boy wanderer <laughs> to do a man's job. You know, it's funny. He would talk about people who died in my arms. Because when I held Harley Quinn, and she was bleeding and dying, she begged me with her last breath. And when I killed you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. Then I do it slow. I'm gonna honor that promise. <laughs> This is James Ward Burkett, director of Coherent, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. again i'm joel murphy this is hobo radio and with me rocking a star wars shirt lars periwinkle hey money hey that feels like maybe you've been wearing star wars shirts but i don't know i looked up and i was like i had a moment of like this just felt like vintage hobo radio yeah i yeah not so well yeah not so much anymore also the ones that i have are so old and faded yeah. That like you can even tell on this one it doesn't it says Sarwa. Yeah, it's basically all of the middle part of your chest <laughs> is faded. So it's the S, the R, the W and the S. So yeah, that's pretty much what you get. Yep. I don't like new Star Wars shirts, so I just wear my old ones. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, you could have probably just said I don't like new Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Hard stopped there, but uh no that's not true they make some good stuff yeah yeah yeah. there's there's plenty of good stuff but by all means let's be um the loudest about how horrible are the things are that we don't like (laughs) i have i man i will tell you i've been trying to be better um and semi-related to that i'll start here because look I, I don't know if this is a good teaser or a bad teaser but trust us we're gonna get to uh falcon and the winter soldier and to the snyder cut but uh before we get there so you recommended a show i horribly butchered the name of it uh but i did in fact watch the first episode of stath let's flats that's right. Yeah, which I finally understood because you said the name to me a million times, but I didn't. The British of it, the Britishness of it, was yeah. not clicking, um, and so I now understand he rents apartments. <laughs> like I did not. Yes, yes, yeah. He is. Uh, he is. Um. Um. Uh, they call him Cypriots. Yeah. In um <clears throat> abroad, but yeah. So um, uh, he's a an immigrant from Cyprus, and his father owns a. Uh, a realty place and they rent out apartments so staff lets flats but i just want to say and i i'm not saying that i won't go back to this show but i i'm bringing it up to tell you that i did try to watch it but what i'm realizing Uh, 
similar to your like, let's not just shout about things that we hate the most is that it's a kind of show that obviously it works really well. It's a good formula, but it's like he's a guy who's kind of abrasive and really terrible at his job is basically mm-hmm. the pitch. And I just had that where I'm like, I don't think right now <laughs> with where I'm at mentally, I can watch <laughs> A show about a guy who's bad at his job and annoying. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I'm like, I just think I want to. I I have been. That's why I watched Ted Lasso. Like I've been trying to watch, like just hugs of TV shows. Like just gentler. Okay. And you know what I ended up like? I actually all of that to say that I found the show um, that you might have noticed because um, somehow accidentally I ended up with like uh, logged into Lars's Netflix account. I don't know how that happened, but, mm-hmm. uh, but if you notice, uh, <laughs> I've been watching his show um, and it's called uh city of ghosts. Yeah. And it is made by one of the people uh, who made, who was one of the writers uh, for adventure time. Mm-hmm. And it is like just the hot cocoa of television. Like it oh. is a like very precious, like a lot of really adorable children. And they have children like it sounds like it's really kids voices. So, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're playing the kids and there's ghosts, but there's absolutely no tension or anything scary. And it's basically they they go like i heard there's a ghost here and then they go talk to the ghost and the ghost is just like in this part of los angeles like this is how stuff used to be in this neighborhood like like all of it's just really a lot about like gentrification and like the way the city has changed but it's like this is the history of this neighborhood i'm a ghost who lived here when it existed but it's like told in such a like gentle and precious way <laughs> that it's become my favorite thing to watch because it is obviously a children's show. Like it is 100% made for kids, but it's just like, it's like, what if kids learn nice things about different LA neighborhoods and you know, like just everybody's nice to everyone else and like fair, nothing fair, bad ever happens. <laughs> the most tension is in the first episode that uh, a deep fryer is thrown into an alley by a ghost, but it turns out that the ghost is doing it because it wants um, the um, what is the um, what's the Japanese uh, tempura? I was like blanking mm-hmm. on the word tempura, but it wants it to be done uh, the old old way of like hand fried in a wok instead of in a big deep fryer. So it throws okay. the, yeah. the new fryer. Yeah, felt, well, Jesus, I'm glad that worked out. Mm-hmm. It was tense. It was pretty tense, but. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like a bunch of kids and they just go around and they're adorable and they talk to people about various neighborhoods in LA. And it's like, seriously, it, I think it gives my brain dopamine that I need very much these days. So yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do. I don't, I don't have any suggestions for you that wouldn't involve stories with tension. Yeah. So, well, and I'll, I think I'll, like I, I kind of got at this before, but Ted Lasso to me is perfect. Like, and for what I want these days, which is that there's Ted Lasso bad stuff happens, and I feel like people didn't really talk about that. Like, where it's like, so I'm not I'm not saying you can't have anything. You know, I don't want Entourage. Like, it's right. allowed to be a world where things don't always work out. But like, I liked Ted Lasso because it was sort of like you know he was going through a divorce. He was coaching a soccer team that very much didn't want him. Uh, but he is very kind to everyone 
throughout it. Yeah, man. I heard heard good things. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I um, say, but I still watch um, all the stuff we're going to talk about today. But I just wanted to throw all that out there. That you know. Yeah, you're saying City of Ghosts is soothing. It's soothing. I'm trying to be in a more positive mental space. Molly and I went for a hike yesterday. We're trying to get into the world. We're trying to do good. I'm just saying all of that because now we're going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. So <laughs> one it for the record that I'm trying to be. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. This is a four-hour movie. It is a four-hour and two-minute movie, if I remember the exact mm-hmm. uh, runtime. It is broken up into what, like five chapters, six chapters, I think? Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I, we've talked about this before. If you've been listening to Silver Linings Playback, we talked about it on there, too. Like, essentially... The very quick version is, you know, Zack Snyder was making this movie. He left the project for personal reasons, but also because it was being taken away from him. And then his fans demanded the they release his version after the Joss Whedon version was released. This is pretty much that I, I have been reading a bit more to and now from what I understand, this is. His original cut of the movie plus the last scene, which I am very positive we will talk about. Right. Um, But the only new footage that was shot specifically for this HBO Max cut was the apocalyptic final scene with Batman and the Joker. Right. 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 I don't know. I liked it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I so these are the questions I've been asking myself, and so maybe this is a good place to start. I, I think I was trying to assess it based on, is it better than the Joss Whedon version, and is it good? And <laughs> I think the first question is easy to answer, uh, because for me, it was very much yes. Like, I think it's yeah. better than the Joss Whedon version. The Joss Whedon version is not good. No. Nope. Um, but I don't know where I land on the second one, and I still haven't decided that. Uh, but I did, I think I enjoyed it. I think where I land, uh, and this was cool. If, if you listen, I'm not trying to plug my other show. I promise I will stop talking about it. But uh, uh, we had Aaron, uh, who's also you can hear on all of our Hobo Madness tournament episodes as well. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, they joined us to uh, talk about the movie. And one thing that Aaron <laughs> asked was if we thought we would watch it again. And I was like... Maybe in the background, but I don't know that I would actively like sit down and be like, I want to watch all four hours of this movie again, actively. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely not. But um, like you said, I would have it on the background again. Look, what they when I had and I, I don't remember on which format it was, but when I had the ability to watch the first Avengers movie anytime I wanted to, I would just put it on like yeah. whatever I was doing. I would just put it on. I would I would do that with this movie. Yeah, definitely. That's actually I I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but I have just been as I'm doing stuff like in the mornings and Molly's like taking college classes. So I'll be like checking emails and stuff. I've just been playing all of the Marvel movies in order. <laughs> like I'll just pick a new one as background noise while I'm doing other stuff in the morning. So I'm up to you'll be happy to hear this. I'm up to I watched Ant-Man again. Hey, 
You're yes. in, you're into the goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, listen, yeah, I there were times watching the movie that I thought, how did like like you said, it seems that the only new footage was the very last scene tacked on to the very end. And I'm wondering did how like how did Joss Whedon fuck up this movie so bad? Right. Well, and I know so part of it is that they were very adamant that they wanted a two hour cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so that was and <laughs> I mean, maybe to his credit, uh the I think it was a Vanity Fair article that I was reading where Snyder was talking about it. He was like, they they were saying it needs to be two hours, it can't be too long. Uh and he basically came back to me and was like, I can't give you a two hour cut of this movie. Like I just, and so that's one thing that I thought was probably the most noticeable. And I mean, and we could maybe debate about whether or not it, this movie goes too far in the other extreme, which is to say that you probably could have cut some stuff out of this one. <laughs> but I think that, well, big, no, let's, no, we don't need to debate that. He yeah. definitely could have cut something yeah. out of it. Yeah. Like um, you could, I think he could have cut plenty out of it as a matter of fact. However, yeah, they did give him that impossible task of making it look. We've made, um, you know, we haven't made all the movies with these characters in them, but they all need to be in this movie, and the audience has to walk away feeling like they know those characters and they have to care about this movie. And that is impossible. In two hours, you want me to yeah. introduce three characters, basically, well, really three and a half characters, right? And then make people care about them by the end of a two-hour movie. That's stupid. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because. Since the this came out, then we got Infinity War and Endgame, which clearly Marvel's at a point where they don't care about runtimes anymore. <laughs> like they're like, yeah, these are going to be three hours. Like it's fine, you know. Uh, but yeah. so all of that to say, I think one of the things that I think is plays much better in this version is just because it's this two-hour cut because there's this struggle to keep it so condensed that. Everything's so dumb and easy like that. First of all, so the things that are cut, one that reflects very poorly on Joss Whedon, who has, uh, you know, stands accused of being abusive towards a lot of people. But specifically on this movie, Ray Fisher, uh, is that he cut all of Cyborg's (laughs) storyline. None of that is in the, the Whedon cut. But the other thing is like Steppenwolf, the villain makes a lot more sense this time around. Like he's a nothing villain who literally just shows up to be like, I am here for plot and I want to destroy earth versus like you get all of this backstory about how Steppenwolf has screwed up already. And is just trying to get back in the good graces of dark side and thinks that doing this will help. And so like it made Steppenwolf so much more interesting. I love, I'm blanking on that. I always blank on that guy's name, but the actor who plays him got like way more to play. Um, isn't it like Syrian something? Syrian Hines. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so he got more to play. Also, Steppenwolf looked better, <laughs> special effects wise. Oh, he looked phenomenal. He looked metal as fuck. Uh, but then all of the stuff of just getting it, you look, and the one thing that it did not improve or didn't need to improve is how hilarious it is that it's hours and hours of people talking about mother boxes and the scent of mother boxes. <laughs> oh and- my god. Um, and in this version, we get the added bonus of Willem Dafoe talking about snatchers coming into you know, the darkness. Be, I, 
But Mr. Murphy, you need to grow the fuck up. Okay? What are you talking? You're I'm a, just recapping. You're a married man. You're an adult. Okay. First of all, don't try to say I'm a married man as a defense because if you heard how hard Molly like laughed <laughs> in the theater in 2017 when we saw it, like you need yes. to be a good example. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's yeah. I mean, all of that is still silly. But that aside. It, I feel like they were just laying around in the Whedon cut like that. It's just they're completely unguarded. There are these really important things that if all like, three of them oh, are put together. And that was like that was on my checklist. Like yeah. I had a checklist of like if you didn't fix these things, then why yeah. did you do this? Because yeah. they bothered me so much. The biggest of all being he needs to collect three of these things. And the third one he gets off screen. Yeah. And someone goes, well, he has the third one now. <laughs> the third one, it seemed implied that in the Whedon cut that they just forget. They use it to resurrect Superman and then seemingly forget that they left it. Uh -huh. But yeah, they just straight up got distracted. <laughs> oh, he has the third one now. Yeah. Versus so this one. I mean, first of all, you know, and again, this is where maybe it could be a little shorter. I think it might have gone too far in the other direction. But I like that there's an extended battle where uh, Themskara, like all of the, you know, Connie Nielsen and all of those characters get to like fight to yes. defend it to, because they're Amazon warriors. <laughs> like, yes, that, and I can I can totally see cutting that sequence because it did in this version it was really long so if you're cutting for runtime i think you do it because still in in whedon's version i still love that sequence i mean i, yeah. I didn't really i wasn't really in the movie until that happened granted it happens but, pretty early on but, but that I, was one of the things that i, I actually really enjoyed in this cut is connie nielsen like when the because uh steppenwolf is saying something about like how the um uh, what are they called? The the little flying things that look like Batman. Um, parademons. Yeah, the parademons. How they feed on fear. Mm -hmm. And then they, all the Amazonians are just like, I think, I forget exactly what the line is, but Connie Nielsen says something about like, do, are we afraid? And they all just like start like banging their spears and shouting and like, that was badass. <laughs> it was, it was badass. Um, Wonder Woman's introduction stopping that that terrorist attack in London was that also worked extended way and also really badass. Yeah, that was, that's good fun stuff that I'm glad is that I'm glad is now there again. I think it was still badass in the shortened version. But, yeah. um but know, I think some, those two scenes know. in particular, yes, are just better. And then totally. totally uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's wild how, you know, I mean, like everything about Cyborg got cut. <laughs> In the everything, yeah. everything. We even yeah. we got a lot more of Barry Allen um, with Snyder, but we got a pretty good impression. That's what I mean. Like know? Barry Allen, it's sort of. I I will say I like this version better because it's. Sure. I think like there's a little bit less of whatever Whedon was doing where he was a little too neurotic and a little too scared. I think I still, this version of the flash is very weird to me, but I thought he worked better in this incarnation. Uh, also the hot, the slow motion hot dog scene, a plus like when he says, yes. Uh, oh, when he was saying in slow motion, there was, was there any part of you? Um, was there any part of you that thought he was going to grab that hot dog and start rubbing it all over that woman's face? <laughs> I thought he, I, I mean, I didn't know what he was going to do with it, but I definitely thought there was room for lots of, 
you know, hot dog Some, related. I, I thought it was going to be something because no. without saying a word, Julian and I started giggling. I was like, <laughs> were you thinking he was going to do something with that hot dog? She's yeah. like, I totally thought she was going to do something. I definitely thought, dog. I think because we're conditioned for Quicksilver, because the Quicksilver from the X-Men movies would have definitely done something more hilarious with the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of it. But uh but yeah, Barry Allen I think like tonally made a little bit more sense in this version, but I don't think he's yes. that much different. But Cyborg it's like he just shows up in the Whedon version versus, you know, has a like main character-esque story arc in this version. Yeah, that's important. And he ends yeah. up being very important like he should be. Like in in good comic books, cyborg is important and he's three-dimensional and he's really interesting and also really badass um well and one of uh, the, the the consistent things too is how conflicted he is with his dad which i think is good because there's sort of this idea of his dad made him cyborg which gives him these powers but also you know really took away <laughs> like his like his dad just made this choice of i can save your life by making you a cyborg without consulting him or like giving him like he gives up so much freedom in whatever incarnation it is and they got time to show that of just like that essentially like the more robotic he becomes the more control his dad has over him it has always been kind of a thing that like they play around with which is super interesting i mean it's yeah. been done to death the um uh the father son story of you know, father's a good man, but he's really preoccupied with his work and not present for his son's life. And then tragically mom dies. And now these two are stuck with each other that don't know each other very well. And he kind of resents his dad. This happens in stories a lot and in real life a lot. So probably. So, um, then you add in the extra element of, well, his dad saved his life by turning him into an alien cyborg hybrid. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's cool and interesting, and Whedon used him as as they do in bad comic books, which is Cyborg shows up and fixes shit. Right. Like, yeah, whatever it is. All of a sudden, he can create portals now, yep. or whatever. Yeah, and I also, to go back to what you were saying before... In the Whedon version, it's that the, you know, mother box is retrieved off screen. In this version, it's that his dad sacrifices his own life to at least, like, try to buy time and to, uh, like, create a heat signature that th it then allows them to find it. Yeah, to mark it, it so, they can, so they can find it. You know, yeah. sacrifice his entire life just for that little thing that is a big fucking deal, which yeah. is good. You'll recognize that as good story right instead instead of see i don't even remember how they found out where steppenwolf was in the first one because i don't think it made any sense i think it was just that one steppenwolf started put you know, converging <laughs> like uh, once he started okay. uh, i believe and i'm again i just this is the the technical term from the comics when he started scissoring the boxes together um not, that the term then the they've read the heat. like i think they just knew because they saw it on a map or something that it was very dumb okay. whatever it was <laughs> presented <laughs> And that's the thing. I mean, I think we even maybe said that before, if not on the show, then definitely to each other is that first one was so clunky in that it felt like shit was happening just because it had to happen to mm -hmm. move the story along. And if there wasn't anything um, elegant or natural to why things were happening and why people were doing things. Yes. And if, I mean, if we would have just keep going down characters, 
I really liked that Aquaman was a serious character this time, you know, like yeah. not overly serious, but he wasn't trying to qu- crack wise and be some tough guy. He was like a cynical guy who, again, had a parent abandon him and had complicated relationships. Man, they really do. Like, I mean, that's a problem anyway, but Snyder leans into that, you know, like just how he leans into it because like, yeah. what else do you do? Because every character is like, well, you know. Barry Allen has complicated family stuff. His dad's in prison for killing his mother, which he didn't actually do. Right. Um, in, in the first Wonder Woman movie, she kills her dad, the God of War. Yes. Um, yeah. You want to talk about? We don't need to talk about Superman and Batman, do we? It's, no. Yeah. It's something they What happened keep, with I, Batman's parents? Doing. What, I mm. can't, what happened with Batman's parents? I can't remember. They went to go see Zorro, never <laughs> came home. Oh, well, that's irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. say they took off <laughs> to an island in the South Pacific. But yeah, I like I also I think one of the things that I did not expect is that there were some comedic lines that I would have guessed Joss Whedon wrote that were in this version, which suggests to me that he didn't. And then also, <laughs> I think this version is funnier than the joss whedon version like i actually think that because the comedy is more organic and character driven versus a lot of the whedon rewrites seem to be one funny last line that was you know delivered like a guy's like oh mondays am i right you know it's like just that went well yeah it's like 90 percent just more of that of just like oh this i get you know what i just remember this is a joss whedon line but like i really always as much as i do enjoy his avengers movie the the i wouldn't call that a party like black widow oh right that was was bad (laughs) that's a bad line yeah but uh yeah i i thought the the comedy stuff works much better uh you know and just because again it's more subtle and it's more based on what's happening instead of just trying to think of a ridiculous thing because i think that's one of the biggest weaknesses that whedon has and i think that does exist in his avengers movie too it's like at some point he just writes everyone like they're tony stark like just every single person is really sarcastic and quippy all the time yep yep yeah yeah he well, he keeps writing Aaron Sorkin characters. Yeah, exactly. They're always walking and talking while they're yeah. <laughs> saying the exact right thing at the exact right time. Yeah. So, yeah. So all basically, though, yeah, like I would agree that probably the best benefit of this version is there's just way more connective tissue to just make everything feel so much more logical and organic instead of just. Yeah, the Whedon one seems to almost just be like a recap of like, these are the important things that happen versus why are they happening? Why is anything that we're watching happening? That's all explained in this version. And I think he explained pretty well overall. Like, And I even like bringing Superman back made way more sense to me this time because that just felt like a thing that happened in the last one where it's like Batman feels guilty about this. And this one, it's like, no, think about it. Like there, if you're saying that you became Cyborg at this date, well, Superman was still alive and they didn't come then, even though they would have been able to read the signature, which, you know, world's greatest detective goes like that means that they're afraid of Superman and they're only yep. coming now because he's dead. Ergo, like, let's bring him back because he's the only thing that can yep. stop them, which and is they, also. 
solving the biggest problem that has always existed in every version of the Justice League, which is why do you need the rest of the Justice League if Superman Uh is so powerful? And they wrote around it pretty well in this one. (laughs) Yep. That's always the biggest problem. And they did, yeah, that makes that makes a lot more sense. Again, I don't remember why they did it the first time. But it's it's mentioned twice. They even say, um, at one point, um, I don't know, someone's talking to Steppenwolf. One of those one of those scary people is <laughs> saying that there's um uh there are no Kryptonians here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a good a good way, a good reason to um attack them as they are vulnerable. It yeah. just, you know, it it felt like a Justice League movie. The last yes. one did not. Yes. It didn't even feel like a, 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 a an especially good superhero movie. But this one felt like the Justice League, you know. And yeah, I'm and like, I, that I'm saying that as someone who isn't a Justice League fan. Um, so you know, it's the, it was four hours long. It's not a, my my favorite group of superheroes, right? But even then, I was like, it is good. It's there. It's all the guts are there. No, and I've I've watched a lot of those like animated. <laughs> You know, direct like now that they're especially now that they're on HBO Max, like I end up watching all those various just like one off Justice League cartoon movies that they release. And that was my thing is like I've definitely watched many Justice League things that were less interesting (laughs) than this one because I'm with you. I'm not particularly fond of the Justice League either, even though I love I love a lot of those characters individually when they team up. It's never very good, usually. (laughs) Like they tend to work better solo, the the DC characters, I feel like. Yeah, most definitely. I think too, like <clears throat> um I if they don't go if they're gonna make another one of these Justice League movies and they don't go with the storyline um of hey, this bad guy got this file that has our all our weaknesses on it. It's the best one. How, how did how did they get it? Who? Why does a file with all our weaknesses on it exist? Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, guys. This is uh, this is kind of awkward, but uh, I created them, like to not to murder all of you, but uh, just if I had to. <laughs> You're gonna hate me for this, <laughs> but you have to understand. Like, if you were me, you would have done it. <laughs> Like, I think that's what I love is like, like, it totally makes sense with Batman and it's sort of the implication of almost like, what, come on, you're telling me you wouldn't have created files on how to murder everybody in this room. We didn't. Well, well, okay. Well, you know what? I don't have a special ring that can do anything or a body that can do anything or super speed or strength or shit. So if you didn't have any of those, I'm telling you, you would have made this file. Also, like... I got to deal with the stuff in Gotham. I got everybody there has like their own thing. So I have to remember what their things are. You know, I have to remember like, oh, oh, it's the ventriloquist. We just have to knock the dummy out of his hands or whatever. So I already am keeping all that in my brain. I can't remember what all of your things are. Which one of you has a ring? Which one of you is kryptonite? I I can't tell you all apart. Okay, so (laughs) you're surprised that someone with the moniker world's greatest detective (laughs) detected some shit. Okay. That's fine. I guess you would be surprised because you all are not the world's greatest detective. <laughs> and then he just takes a sip from a world's greatest detective mug <laughs> that he has. Oh, that was uh, the other thing they mentioned. They said there are no there are no lanterns and there are yeah. no Kryptonians. Man, this is so reminds I me. I saw we're in between. I saw a meme that really cracked me up. That um, was from the the animated like um, Tim um, Bruce Tim. 
universe of Justice mm-hmm. League where it was a panel where Superman was talking to someone and he was like, I think he was talking to Lex Luthor, actually, and he was like, don't worry, we'll pay for all the damage. And Batman was just in the background. And then the second panel, they just cropped in on Batman's face just to be like, like, oh, we'll pay for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you got a you got a mouse in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, um, that line still isn't good, by the way. The like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Oh, like, yeah. No, it, it is not. It's not, it's like, it's just, it's only, the humor works when it's humor and character. Yes. And this, this is always going to suffer from, we didn't know these characters yet, but this works a little better. It's just that, that, that doesn't, the, the, the source and the context are what make things funny most of the time when you're going to be subtle like that. So like, I don't know who you are and you just said this thing. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if that's funny. Yeah. Which is that that continues to be one of the best disses in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is any time because it happens more than once where uh, Ronan gets to say it in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thanos says it of just whatever version of like you took everything from me and just I don't even know who you are. Like that's such a mean thing to say to someone who's like you killed my whole family. But remind me. (laughs) <laughs> nice to meet you dot com yeah exactly <laughs> like that is a great move every time uh, alright so look we I feel like we're both on the same page which is nice by the way because I was weirdly and I didn't anticipate this on the other show I was the most positive towards this movie out of the three of us so. you know when you 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 know we talked on um, Saturday and you had seen it and I hadn't yet and I th- thought your ambivalence puzzled me i think and i didn't I want thought, to tip I was my like, hand on one hand much. i thought like maybe he doesn't want to show his hand because yeah. he wants me to go in like a blank slate i think I that's like, what i was doing yeah is that was, what it was yeah okay okay because it's not like you told me lies or anything but yeah. <laughs> nor with you were you withholding it's just i forget what you said but i'm like he doesn't he doesn't seem to have any strong opinions about this that isn't correct well, I also just like I because I do think that there is something going on with this movie where it's hard to get someone's real opinion because there is the the people that invested a lot in getting this made who were going to love it regardless of the quality. And there are people who are invested in not liking Zack Snyder who are not going to like it no matter what. So, right. I, I mean, I think my honest opinion is if. Whedon had never been brought in, which he shouldn't have been. And if Zack Snyder was allowed to make this movie four years ago, we wouldn't have to still be talking about it. It would have come out. It would have everyone would have kind of been like, eh, okay. That's I I will say this though, too, as much as I'm saying that, I think it's probably the one I like the best of his DC comic. Like not counting Watchmen, which I feel like is its own thing, but like of these, you know. Man of Steel created DC Extended Universe. I think it's probably the best one that he made. You know, yeah, I think without a doubt it's the best one for sure. Yeah. Sure, it's a whole goddamn. Di- he pulled with you know with just a few characters introduced. He pulled off a whole Justice League movie, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's fair to say is whether you liked it, you didn't like it. I guess you could hate it if you wanted to. I don't know that it's hateable, um, but of course it is. Um, fucking nerds. 
Um, <laughs> I think he, I think any reasonable person would admit that he pulled it off. Yes. For sure. He he pulled it off in a way that it that didn't happen before. Yes. No, I think he pulled it off and it's better. I think are the two things that I like, you know, that it's all things considered now having both versions that because uh, one thing I can definitely say is I will not go back and watch that Joss Whedon version now. Like there's no, no, fuck, no. you know what it. you could you could erase that from the planet. Honestly, honestly yeah. Because here's the here's the thing. If someone's so like if you're desperate to see a Justice League movie, you don't want to see that one. No. And also, if you're desperate to see a Justice League movie, you'll you're fine with one that's four hours long. Mm-hmm. So just just make this one the one. Yes. Yeah, I, and there's no. I mean, the only thing that was great about that movie that I maybe made it all worth it was the CGI mustache, like the having to digitally remove. <laughs> it's, it will always be funny to me. That that is hilarious. Yeah, which I just did. We ever get a picture of him dressed as Superman with a mustache? Because I want to see that so bad. I know it's got to exist, right? Yeah, I need it's that somewhere. Honestly, <laughs> I think that would have man. What if? They went the other way and they're just like, well, we resurrected Clark, but for some reason he has a mustache now. Well, there's no time to worry about it. Nobody say anything. (laughs) Don't say anything about the mustache. (laughs) He He can melt your face with his eyes. He hasn't seen a mirror yet. Don't tell him. Like it's. (laughs) He's he's doing porn now. (laughs) He's got to make ends meet because they still this version didn't do any better job explaining how Clark Kent's going to tell everyone that he's still alive too. I'm better now. Yeah. I thought I was dead, but I wasn't. Anyway, was I let some, my mom lose her guy. house and my <laughs> my fiance quit her job thinking that I was dead, but I was just on vacation. Yeah, and um so also Joss Whedon had footage of the Martian Manhunter that he decided did not need to be in this movie. Yeah, what <laughs> like the hell is I that? Think- Instead he puts that weird fucking thing at the end with the Flash and Superman where at the CGI out a mustache instead of teasing the Martian Manhunter. That yeah. that seems cooler to me. What's also, yeah, so you lose the Martian Manhunter thing. And then also the one that felt so bizarre to me, like of just, I want to change it, is the scene that does exist in this version that existed in that version where uh, Lex Luthor and Deathstroke are like meeting on a yacht. And Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, I have some information for you. Like in this version, he tells him that Bruce Wayne is Batman. In the other version, uh, he says we should start a league of our own, which is weird uh-huh. because a league of our own is a movie about yeah. uh, women who play baseball. But it is. Uh, but what a for like <laughs> the fact that we're never gonna get either one of whatever movie was planned. What a weird <laughs> arbitrary thing to change. <laughs> no, it's different. He he said a different thing now. It's more. It's more interesting. To hear Lex Luthor say uh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's way more interesting. You're telling an assassin who Batman is versus like, you know, like we're going to start a club like with who else? I'm already on this boat. You're what are you just you made me come out to your boat to tell me we're in a secret club now. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it it was very weird. (laughs) All right. So I think we've been positive. I I think, yeah, we're both on the same page that this was better. 
but I mm-hmm. I cannot move on with this show mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. we talk about that last scene. Mm. Last, not the last last scene where, uh, which I will, man. This is this might seem pedantic, so forgive me, but. I do think one thing that Marvel is a little bit more confident about is trusting the audience to figure out who people are. So, like, when you watch that Avengers movie, uh, the first one, there's just a shot of Thanos smiling. Mm -hmm. And nobody is like, hey, Thanos, you know that new planet you've been looking for? And then they hold up a phone or, you know, but like... They no one says the name Thanos in a, the Avengers. They just show his face. Like I No, it's your cousin. <laughs> Thanos's cousin. <laughs> Marvin Thanos. <laughs> you, you know those stones you've been looking for? <laughs> no, but like Nobody spells it out. They trust yeah. that within five no, minutes. Yeah, remember the inter- at the end of Infinity War, all you see is the Captain Marvel symbol on yes. um, that, that pager from yeah. the late 90s. I mean, like, these fucking nerd websites are just waiting to post that article. That gives them oh, so yeah. much to do. And so, like, it just, I, li- I like that Marvin Manhunter was, Martian Manhunter's in the movie, but then when he shows up at the end and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I have many names. I'm like, okay, cool. That works. Yeah, and then it. he's like, yep. but you can call me Marvin Martian Manhunter. Yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> First of all, that doesn't see, seem like what he would call himself. It's considering that's not his name. So there's yeah, it that. isn't his name. I thought I thought he was going to drop his Earth name or his Martian name because he, I don't think he would call himself Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So that felt really weird that like you can call me the like the shitty nickname that like assholes gave me because they didn't bother to learn any of my real names. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. But yeah, so there's like uh, that, but okay. So no, like, look, I, I don't want to talk about him any more than you do, but someone took the time to put Jared Leto in this movie. Was it, it was just a way to say goodbye (laughs) to a terrible, terrible Joker. My favorite uh, note about that scene that I read is that, and I have to imagine because this would have been my request it, that this was at Ben Affleck's request, uh, and you can tell if you see it, they were not on set together. One Ben Affleck and one Jared Leto, and you can see there is not a single shot of the two of them in the same frame. Uh, but yeah, they shot their parts at different times. Well, it seems to me that Jared Leto wasn't on set with anyone. Did no, he was him? not. He was not. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, it could have just been a scheduling thing. Look, it could have been a scheduling not, thing. I wouldn't or... like to be a room with either one of them separately. I don't think <laughs> I would hang out with Ben Affleck. It would be fun. Like, don't pretend like it wouldn't be fun to hang out with Ben Affleck. He'd get you Dunkin' Donuts. He'd talk. I don't about... want Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I don't want them. They're gross donuts. Yeah, we could do a whole show on Dunkin' Donuts. Look, every like. Tim Hortons is the Dunkin' Donuts of Canada, and they're excellent, which yeah. means the worst donut in Canada is better than Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Dunkin' Donuts. I don't want Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I don't see- want people from Boston talking about Dunkin' Donuts anymore. I, there's, I actually counted. If I take a certain route on the way to work, if I take a, I live right on <laughs> Route 40, but I don't take that. If I took Route 40 to work, I would pass eight Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and that's like a half hour drive. Eight. That's still le- much, like d- 
dude, I, I lived in Boston for a few years. Like, trust me, that's still less. Boston, it really is every corner. Like, you you can't walk five minutes without passing a Dunkin' Donuts in the city of Boston. Look, you can get it. You can get a decent cup of coffee. And it's hard to mess up the Boston cream pie because you're 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 stuffing fried bread full of custard and then covering it in fudge. So that's always going to be good. Everything else there, I do not want it. I want yeah. to hang out. And, and also, like, I don't think even... Anyways, we were talking about Ben Affleck. You're, he seems like a nice enough guy. I really don't want to hang out with him. I, I will put it out there. Ben, if you're listening, I would love to hang out with you. Post-COVID, obviously. I'm not hanging out with anyone right now. But <laughs> you and I both get vaccinated. You want to hang out one day. I'm, I'm down. I'm sure Ben's got some stories. I can tell him he was the bomb in Phantoms. And we can... <laughs> He, reminisce he did do bomb a phantom yeah yeah uh but no um <laughs> but jared leto yeah no you could not pay me to even be in the same room as that man if <laughs> you know if i didn't have to be oh, like Lord. i i do not like him he's a bad person and uh he's <laughs> not a good actor how do you how do you know he's a bad person Oh, just everything that's ever been said about oh. him by anyone oh, okay. who's ever worked Understood. with him. Understood. You know, right, like right, all right. the harassment that he does on the sets and, and such. I was, I'm still, um, I'm still um, ang- angry with him for being the source of everyone's affection in the late 90s from my so-called life and yeah. shut up about him and shut up and shut up and shut up about him. Yeah. I will say he has filmed a fantastic scene with a Batman it was just in a movie called American Psycho, and he got his head chopped off. But he was great at getting his head chopped off. Some of his best. Oh, ones. he was a terrific douchebag. Yeah, he was great in that, and he was great when uh, a guy who's also played a superhero, Ed Norton, just repeatedly punched him in the face in Fight Club. Also, that's right. Some good work. Yeah, he wanted to destroy something beautiful. Yeah, uh, but no, I, that Jared Leto is unequivocally the worst Joker that has ever. Like the, he's the worst at it. There's no one he was even not close good. to his bad. How, the, how are we look? Okay. Why doesn't he have tattoos anymore? Well, because it's the future. <laughs> look, everything else in society got, crumbles, but they get way better at laser tattoo removal. Okay. 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 Yeah. So that's, fixed. and this is a, uh, this is a, uh, is this supposed to be, the same reality in the future or is this an alternate reality where the bad guys win and and superman becomes the dictator of earth i mean i would imagine that it's implying that it's like they seem to be touching on some flashpoint type stuff and that actually does seem to be right where dc's headed anyway but i also do think it's the inevitable culmination of what Zack snyder seems to be interested in with superman (laughs) so like this always seems to be what he was building to with his depiction of superman so um yeah you know what if you're gonna this if you could if you're gonna do all of this for a flashpoint paradox then i'm down with that do that that is pretty interesting well, I will say this is this is not based. I have not read anything. This is just pure speculation on my part. So, so get ready for some some pure just conjecture. But I kind of felt like the reason I mean, I think they wanted to film something, you know, just new for this version. But I also kind of feel like I got the impression that this is almost uh, just Zack Snyder, because there's so much goodwill towards him by these fans and because people are excited about it and they're maybe not as excited about anything else that DC is doing. I felt like they filmed that scene to almost just 
tease an idea to see if it got traction to possibly make that movie is what I'm thinking is that like, <clears throat> if all goes well, maybe, maybe because they have more information than the rest of us about what their plans are that. Yeah. Somewhere during flashpoint or whatever they're going to do, there's room for just an alternate universe. This movie, if people yeah. want it. Yeah. Or a, um, and I don't know where they would get this idea, a multiverse. Where they can just come and go with, as they please uh, in and out of different characters yeah. um, and different realities and just kind of kind of mess around with it. Like maybe have, you know, two two of the same um, characters going at once or whatever, you know. I mean, it's, it's uh, to watch this. More Mangiello. Mangiello. Yeah. It's community. That's what you're thinking of. That was what the idea of a multiverse. You know, they did that episode. Where right. where Abed was rolling the dice to see who got the pizza. So that that's what that's what that is that is what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great crossover. Yeah, the darkest timeline. That's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think almost everyone has because the Russos used to direct Community. Pretty much that whole cast has shown up in a Marvel movie at this point. Yeah, that's three uh, off the top of my head. Well, I know. Okay, well, this is good, you know, but I. I know that Danny Pudi did it. I know that Event Nicole Brown is in Endgame. Um, Ken Jeong is in Endgame. And Jim Rash is in... Civil Infin- War. Civil War. I was trying to remember mm-hmm. which one. So it might just be those four, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anymore. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true because Donald Glover does show up in the Spider-Man movie as... Um, oh, it's implied that he's playing the character from uh into the spider verse that whose name i can't remember who's like the uncle of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah all of that so okay did we we talked about it enough jared leto sucks he's a terrible joker i really hated every choice that he made it was bad i also <laughs> i would just say this that like because this is a murder Batman, which I'm very tired of murder Batmans on screen. I'd like a not murder Batman sometime in the near future. But like, why hasn't he killed the Joker? Is there any justification for that? I will murder everyone except you. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Look, we haven't we haven't seen this Batman fight any fight anyone that he hasn't had to kill, I guess, because they're like they're, you know, mindless parademons. Yeah, but he Although, killed people in I Batman mean, that- versus Superman. Yeah. He shot humans in Batman versus Superman. You're, you're absolutely right. Yep. That's yeah. why it doesn't make sense. You got me. And yeah. all all of his vehicles are outfitted with heavy, like, heavy weapons. Yeah. Which it just is such a bummer to me. Like, I just, you know, I think, again, with multiverses and with all this stuff, there's there's room for different incarnations of characters but it's just this has been the default for since keaton like it would be nice to Mm -hmm. go the other way and because look and if you think that you're like well but what about the nolan movies no that like christopher nolan batman is the well actually of murderers where he's just like it's like i don't murder people well but didn't you leave that guy in a monorail to crash to his death yeah but that's different i mean because that was he would just was in the monorail and he died but didn't you beat him until he couldn't move and leave him in like that's that's murder oh we'll agree to disagree okay but then what about two-face like you shoved him off a building yeah but i was shot (laughs) what about what about that gangster you dropped him off a building he lived He's crippled for life. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just like they there's a lot of semantics at play in the idea that that Batman doesn't kill anyone. <laughs> he doesn't kill anyone unless he does. <laughs> right, right. And even then it's just um uh we we're not afraid of you cuz you got rules, but I will put you in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, really, isn't that worse? Honestly, not worse. <laughs> can I look, you know, I, now that now that uh, HBO Max is open to the idea of new cuts of movies, can we get Christian Bale just to film one additional close up for the Dark Knight where so he shoves Two-Face off of the building and then Two-Face dies and it's just him looking down going like, oh, uh, I, I thought it was going to be like when I dropped that guy and I just broke his ankle. My, my bad. <coughs> <laughs> we're we're way higher up than I thought. I uh, I misjudged. <laughs> I misjudged. <laughs> oh man, I'm like I don't know how he did that voice. Like everything, all the silliness aside, it really like chafes the yeah, throat. Yeah, you uh, you okay, man? I just need a little bit of water, but I'll, I'll be all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> you see, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah. But that dude's method, like, you know, Ben, and this is what Ben and I, Ben Affleck and I can talk about when we hang out. Uh, you know, he used that like computer robot modulation, but not, not Christian Bale. That guy is, he's doing it old school. No, he, you know, he's, he's method that guy. And at one point I'm sure he said, uh, man, this is really hurting my throat talking like this. And, and someone said, you, why don't you stop? You <laughs> yeah. Know, you you don't, just... ha you don't, you don't have to be doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, we're running out of time, but I do at least want to touch on it because uh, well, oh, I'm yeah. sure we'll, we'll talk about it more because we've, we've only gotten one episode, but we did also get a Falcon in the Winter Soldier premiere. Yep. So you like it? Did you I, like it? I so I'm going to be honest. I and I, I loved WandaVision. I, you know, I watch everything that Marvel does. I have not inherently been interested in this show because i'm not inherently interested in these two characters uh right. because they're fine they're fine when they hang out with captain america but without captain america you know it starts to just feel like that band that lost their lead singer and then they're still touring and you're like i mean i guess i could go see you but i'm not seeing the band like this you're not journey you can say that you're journey but like come on you're not but we found a guy that sounds just like Steve Perry. But did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you? So it's like, so uh, still calling yourself Queen, huh? Yeah, exactly. No, well, because, hmm. I mean, you, did you see the movie? You know, we made that movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. It shows how we did a bunch of stuff. Did you, though? Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> I think the the saddest version of that is when... Um, Ray Manzarek found that Jim Morrison impersonator and then they all got together and called themselves the doors. Yeah. It's, it's Not, never, was yeah. it worth your dignity to try <laughs> to do that? <laughs> That's all I'm saying is like, no offense to, uh, to, to, I'm sure very lovely actors who I, I enjoy in most things that they do and including their work in this. It's just, it's not a, a knock on Anthony Mackie or, um, I'm like, Sebastian Stan. It's not a knock on either one of them. It's just, I do not care about these characters. Like, Fair enough. And I think I think this first episode was aware of that. And mm -hmm. they figured out, you know, they have to be more than just um, tangentially 
close to Captain America. They have to have yeah. more. We don't know anything more about them, really, except what we needed to know to make them part of the Avengers. And it is exploring that quite a bit. I will say, though, that for me, I think I wished they had maybe teased whatever is going to be harder. <laughs> like, because I think there's interesting stuff in there and there's stuff that I want to see how it plays out. Probably to right now, based on that episode, the thing I'm most curious about is Wyatt Russell playing, you know, off brand Mm-hmm. Captain America. That is very intriguing to me, and I'm I'm very curious how that's going to play out. I know that's a character from the comics, but yeah. that last shot at the end was cool. But I just because I know Zemo is supposed to be in this. Like maybe if we right. had seen a little bit of him, I just I wish they. Had I, I don't know, man. Here's the thing, though. Remember the first one, really the first two episodes of Wandavision. They were just bizarre. They just played them straight and they didn't really tease anything. There was no teasing. There wasn't really any huge amount of world building or story building. It was just some weird shits going on and they let you know some weird shits going on. No, and I totally agree with that. I think the difference is I like classic sitcoms and I really enjoyed how good uh, that, you know, both Wanda and Vision turned out to be in classic sitcoms that you know both elizabeth olsen and paul bettany and also katherine hahn like all just Mm -hmm. understood the assignment how good the production value were so like i think they did it at the right time in that show in that i think if they waited too long i would have started to get bored with it but i really enjoyed the first two episodes just as like this is a fun homage to classic television versus oh fair enough you know this is more And again, I'm not saying it's bad and who knows, maybe this show is going to be awesome because I would never bet against Marvel and in a few weeks I'll look like an and, asshole. And that's for... really, that's really the rub, isn't it? Is that they, yeah. we don't need, we're not going to tease anything in the first episode because, uh, uh, hey, Murphy, you watching the second episode? Yeah. No, and they I think know that. And they know that. <laughs> they like, know we'll that. Take, we'll take our time because you're going to watch this thing. <laughs> yeah, they know that and we know that. But it's like, I wish you would pretend a little harder that you had to win me over. You know, I think that's it. Like, just come you on. needy bitch. <laughs> Someone you, over here likes drama. I'm just saying, can you act like you don't know that we're all going to tune in for week two? Like, come on. Uh, no, but I, I think that was a little bit it. Uh, <laughs> but take your take your jacket, Megan. <laughs> can I also can I say this? The, the my I'm curious again. This is all based on one episode. Who knows where they're going with it? My initial instinct is it's a mistake to bring up the idea that Avengers have money problems that that might be a can of worms they regret opening <laughs> going forward in the mcu because i just one it feels kind of silly that you know i and i've seen people online be like can't he just like charge appearance fees <laughs> like like in the the modern world that we live in the idea like that you know so falcon just goes like oh we're, we're gonna lose mom and dad's business okay so i guess i'll sign up for cameo and I'll do that for a week and then uh-huh. like we'll be good. Like the idea that he's not enough of a celebrity to just make a bunch of money off of being a celebrity, which, again, maybe is where they're going with it. But also just like I've seen a lot of people point out that it it doesn't reflect super well on Tony Stark. The idea that like he wasn't cutting a check <laughs> to some of these Avengers and also 
I'm curious if they all signed the Sokovia Accords, the government's not giving them money. Like, why? Why is he broke? Seems like someone should be giving him money. Right. Well, Falcon famously did not sign that accord and neither did our Winter Soldier. Well, but um, no, but you did think, he? I, I think uh, but I'm wondering were, if you were involved in saving the Earth and also the universe as we know it. And I, I think, yeah, I think there is a debt to be paid. When I saw someone joking too, like he could just post a GoFundMe and within 10 yeah, minutes right, he'd have right, the right, money right. that he... So it's just, it feels like one yeah. of those conflicts that doesn't make a lot of sense based on how famous no. he should also, be for what, saving what really, the world. No, straight straight up. You think <laughs> I was involved in saving the world, like least common denominator, he can get a loan from the bank. Right. Right. Well, and, al- <laughs> and also, isn't he, I mean, so yeah, you're right that I, I botched that and that I get, because for some reason I thought that maybe they would, I know that in Civil War he's on the side that doesn't sign the Accords, but I thought maybe at some point they would have signed him, but I guess not. They just worked out some deal to not be in prison or something, I guess. But no, they, uh, they escaped. No, they escaped prison, and then they were on the run. And I think by the by the time they came back into, um, back in, they only came out of hiding to fight the Infinity War. Right, but but I'm saying because there's talk in this episode that at least the Winter Soldier has some sort of agreement that he's signed to. Right. You know, like, that's why he's seen the counselor. That's why, like, he has all these rules now of, like, so it seems like they at least, I don't know, came to some sort of agreement, you know. Right, right, right. Don't say elevator around me. I don't remember what the words were. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know who does? Zemo. Oh, shit. Zemo does know that. Yeah. Uh, But, uh. No, so, yeah, the money stuff was a little odd uh, to me. I, I'm totally with you, though. Don't bring up money because yeah. that we've all been blissfully unaware how any of this is happening. Right. Because I think once you mention it, you really do get in the weeds. Right. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I think it's better to never talk about, like, the financial. Yeah, but that is, there should definitely be some, I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D., like is fury well I, again i guess shield collapsed at some point but like i don't know was was fury getting a check from the government who's being paid by now you're making me ask these questions who was getting paid exactly and by like, who I, for what? I know i know it's weird to go to people and ask for money but you know um sam wilson shows up to to a pepper pots to a happy and says listen my, my family's about to lose the boat and the business and everything and i just need a little help and they'd be right there they're nice people you know well, and they're like he might not be best friends with them but they know each other i'm sure if he asked for help they would help him right which also pepper isn't like she you know so i guess like peter parker gets um, the glasses that let him control whatever, you know, computer network right. in Far From Home. But then, like, presumably the rest of Tony Stark's inheritance went to Pepper, right? Like, she's got to be sitting on well, yeah, millions of also, dollars. Well, yeah, but also she was named the CEO of Stark well, Industries. Was, but I'm saying she's rich, yeah, because she was running Stark Industries. But also then whatever personal money Tony Stark had would also go no, to her. No, 100%. Of course. It's, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's nuts that he doesn't ask for help from someone. <laughs> Yeah, like it just it feels strange. I don't know. It's just a funny thing to bring up at this point. It is a weird thing that makes you ask a lot of questions that you go down that rabbit hole and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is it doesn't seem like he should 
first of all, be denied a bank loan. Secondly, be in dire straits financially and and see like not reach out to someone for help that he knows has um, lots and lots of money. Well, and also, I mean, to be fair to this show, the other huge problem that the MC will continue to have to deal with. And look, I I love Infinity War. I love Endgame. I think they are uh, two fantastic, like just films that I have watched uh, way more than you even think that I have ever since I got Disney Plus. Like I have watched those movies a lot, uh, but I think the whole blip time gap thing will continue to haunt them going forward because I don't think anyone thought it through. And I just, I say that to say that like, you know, in our own reality, we can see that like, you know, I'm not trying to get political, but like our government had to sign stimulus bills, like for people based on the last year, if people disappeared for multiple years and then reappeared there would need to be some kind of like there's just a vague like well banks are skittish after you know the blip and it's like okay but what someone's gotta no, do yeah, something totally. i mean the the, the free the the term logistic nightmare gets thrown around a lot these days but yeah. like this is a logistics apocalypse yes you know yeah, like, where it's people just, it's over it's basically you would you almost think that they would have to hit a reset of yeah we, we can't compensate for this so we're shutting it all down we're basically you know we are um we are instituting y2k and yeah. then we're going to reboot and then we all start from nothing because there's no way no way else to do it. Yeah, because it's just, yeah, the number of people that would have disappeared and then showed up in an apartment that used to be theirs, but is now owned by someone else or a house that used to be theirs and is now owned by someone else and just like had all their assets seized, you know, were presumed and that's dead. The thing. Like, you know, I know. <clears throat> um, um. No, um, it is ridiculous that a bank would say, well, you you haven't had any income for the last five years to someone yeah. who didn't exist for the last that's what five I'm saying. years. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is that's just... stupid that, you know, is a goddamn Avenger. Right. It just I, I just don't think it would happen. I just no. Don't. that's what I'm saying. Is it just it feels like a mistake to go down this road is <laughs> yeah, yeah. what all I'm really trying to say. I hope they aban- I hope they abandon that really soon yeah. in this whole yeah. story because I don't you know unless like, I mean if if the idea is that episode two is just like Sam's like doing birthday parties and cameos because he's trying to earn some quick cash then maybe it was all worth it but yeah just like in a I don't know it seems like just a mess the like just you should you guys should be ignoring any implications from the blip at this point because you know and wandavision i think actually handled it well and i don't know i guess far from home just handled it comedically but like if you try to handle it sincerely to understand what the world i mean there's literally a great and i can't recommend it enough prestige television show called the leftovers uh, that is just about what would happen if a large percentage of people disappeared all of a sudden and how several, that would throw several seasons of just that. Yeah. And how much chaos the rest of the world is thrown into. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, the, the less you focus on that, the better for you. 
<laughs> but I, anyway, I'm going to keep watching. They know it. Also, that opening scene was fun. That was that was good. They got some production values. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, they they spent they spend money on this stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, um, my dear audience. I'm sorry we've been talking about all this nerd stuff recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I? Uh, we're, we'll get back to I don't know next week. Next week we'll we'll share our thoughts on the uh, NCAA tournament. I'm sure. You know, we'll get back to our super broy. Uh, right macho then. sports. Talk. Oh, was it broy shit? I thought yeah. I thought we were like the pitchfork of podcasts. That's us. Yeah, for sure. Oh. All I know for sure is that uh, the college that I went to had to drop out of the tournament for because they didn't have enough players because of COVID. That's, right. So, and I have thoughts about the Mister Bungle album. <laughs> uh, I will say this just right before we wrap up. Um, just to say something to throw this out there of i so uh longtime fans of the podcast know that i uh, will have talked a, a lot about a movie called coherence that i really love that's a sci-fi movie um and i was very excited to see this week that on twitter pat oswald the king of nerds is, is saw it and is telling people to see it and so uh one do that if you don't believe me which is fair uh, believe Pat Oswald, <laughs> but I saw him plugging coherence. But then I also want to take that opportunity to say to everyone, uh, if you heard about coherence for the first time, uh, because Pat Oswald mentioned it, I have interviewed the director and two of the stars of that movie. And you can find those interviews on hobotrashcan.com. I also interviewed Pat Oswald. We didn't talk about coherence, but you can find that too. So I'm just plugging all of that. If anyone cares, you can. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of multiverse. Yeah. That's a really, really, it's a really, really great movie. And I'll say, you know, some people don't like slow moving, meticulous sci-fi. I do. And I think when it's done well, it's some of the the most interesting stuff you'll ever watch. And this is one of those movies for me. Yeah. And I will say, since we, we talked about a bunch of nerd stuff and we talked about community, if you like, yeah, high concept stuff like that, like imagine that remedial chaos theory episode of community, but not a joke, like not a not in a sitcom, like just treat it like, you know, just people in a house having a dinner party. I never realized how similar those two things are, but that's really funny. To they, me. they actually kind of are. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it's like all those episodes are happening at once. Yeah. It's actually something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but no, it's great. It's a perfect example of high concept, low budget, where it is just a bunch yeah. of people and ph- in a phenomenal house. A- yeah. phenomenal acting. And I'm not I'm not saying that just like it's they're great actors for being in a low budget movie. Like I think they nailed it. I think whatever yeah. I don't know what the I guess I'd have to re-listen to that interview you did. What the goal was to begin with, but this it was nailed. Like well, I this was a home run. Everything was good about this movie. All right, well, in my look, opinion. Look, if if you're not interested, you can this is all we're gonna talk about for the rest of the show, but I'm gonna try to keep this brief. But to answer that question, uh so James Ward Burkett, who is a lovely person who I've interviewed twice and he is very cool and interesting. He worked like he was a storyboard guy for all the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He worked on the movie Rango. Like uh dude works in Hollywood, but he was looking for something that he could direct himself and film in his own house. And it was him and his writing partner basically came up with it, the beats of the story, but the actors 
only knew the characters they were playing, but did not have scripted dialogue and did not know. So it'd be, it's essentially as high concept as it is. It was filmed like a Christopher Guest movie where everybody was reacting sincerely and like not knowing what was going to happen until they were filming it. So there's a lot of improvisation in the dialogue and in the way the actors are playing it, but also it's heavily scripted in terms of the story that happens. So it's a very cool movie that was just a very creative person going, what can I realistically make myself with no budget? That's just brilliant. And it's great. It's a really good movie that I, I'm honestly, as much as, you know, I, you know, it's self-serving obviously for me to plug things that I've done, but I also just, really love this movie and I want people to watch it and it's great. And I think all of this is to say that it's on Hulu now too. So you can just watch it, but it's a, just a fantastic sci-fi movie with a really brilliant concept. But yeah, it was all, uh, there was an outline that, you know, and all the things that are happening, but all, you know, most of the reactions are genuine. Like those actors don't know what's happening until it's being foisted upon them. And they did a terrific job. They did it. I'm always willing to, um, <clears throat> and especially in, in low budget stuff. And this, this is all in black and white, isn't it? Is it? I don't think so. It's no, it I, no, but it's just sort of, you know, it's just shot in a house. I think okay. it's shot. Yeah. Cause one I, of the I, things I, I can't that remember. I, I can, I can almost see the house in my head, but in my head it's black and white and I don't no, know it's, why. It's, it's in color, but it, the one thing that I do remember from when I talked to him about it was that there is a lot of like uh, handheld camera moving around stuff just because of how improvised it was. Like they really had to have the ability to move around a lot. So he, I know that he's sort of like, eh, it's not the style I, I would have wanted to shoot it in, <laughs> you know. So there's a lot of right, like right, right. moving cameras, but it's it's I think it's very well shot and it's really good. No, and, it was great. Honestly, yeah. no, no, because I was about to say you're willing to sacrifice certain things that you're you're used to seeing in movies when you understand that you're watching something that's low budget, it's independent. You don't you're not going to recognize people or whatever. You just want to see something good. Um, but everyone was so goddamn good in the movie and it was shot so well. It was almost like a, um, it was almost like a, like an old Hitchcock movie. It was almost yes, like someone, yeah. someone dared, dared this guy to, you know, make a movie this good for this very modest amount of money and make it this high concept. And I, I thought the whole damn thing was a home run, man. I love that shit. It was like a play. Yeah. It was like a play yes. and I like plays. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's such a cool movie that really nails what it was going for. And 100%. yeah, I think there's so much like implied in it of just there's a lot of world building that went on behind the scenes because a lot of the stuff they're talking about, you know, with like meteors passing by and stuff are yeah. real documented things like in the past. So it's just I don't know. It's cool. Watch it. Just fucking watch it. Yeah. It's sci-fi. It's suspense. There's almost a little bit of horror in there. Like it's, yeah. it's good shit. No, it's really good. Uh, and I like movies like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so everyone go make one of those and send it to me. <laughs> bored. No, that's the thing. If you're a writer, uh, don't watch it because then, you know, when people will try to tell you like, oh, you don't need like a budget, you know, you can just get some friends together and make a movie. And it's like, well, yeah, if you're him, if you're brilliant yeah. <laughs> and all your friends are <laughs> incredibly charismatic and talented actors and improvisers. Yeah, you could make that movie if you're a genius. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like all we need is a genius and we're all set. <laughs> so, it hit us up.
if you're if you're out there. So remember, hey, oh. <laughs> question question everything. That was really stupid. That's it. Black, 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 yeah. Fucking chronic shit. I'ma put him in a fucking clothes. Do you go down like the dime? I have, bruh. Never really been about fashion or about fashion. Never been rap on. Better not let me get in my song. God, I hope he can hear. Hope that he's near. Cause he been looking around me for years. It's all I can feel. Wish that it wasn't these rappers are phonies. I keep it 100. The devil me against the world. It's just me against my girl. Say I love her. I don't mean it. I'm hoping all this struggling's happening for a reason. Cause right now I just can't see it. Right now I just can't see it. It's just me against the world. Hoping all this struggling's happening for a reason. Cause right now. Nigga, you don't even know the handful uh, Bitch, you gotta do what I ask for Not to have no food, not to have all of When the year two things I never seen This nigga keep it real and I hold him on fuck Guess matter look, before I catch feelings I'd rather catch A's For another you, I'd rather go ball Go ahead of a buck on the wall of a man Who rides in the truck, bitch, you know It's just me against demons It's just me against my girl Say I love her, I don't mean it Against my demons, it's just me It gon' mean it I'm hoping all this struggling's happening for through It's what you do about it Me, I use my pain as a fuel I wouldn't be the same without it Sometimes I feel like I had it Then I'll be great, they can't stop me so they feel the need to hate And if you just catching up to me You really like feel the pain And I'm so damn sick of it These rapper be hoes trying to hold my dick I'm playing hard to get Cause fucking hella cuckin'. This industry got me feeling like a fucking zombie Don't fuck with your boy Cause my it's fam got me It's just me against the world It's just me against my demons It's just for a reason Cause right now I just can't see it Right now I just can't see it It's just me against the world It's just me against my demons Say I love her I don't mean it It's happening for a reason Cause right now I